0: The views and opinions expressed in Media Litter Sandwich do not reflect on the views of the network, station, studio, website, sponsors, guests,
1: hosts themselves, anyone or anything else associated or even not associated with this podcast, maybe not even the person that said them. In other words, do your own research and do not sue anyone over what is said on this show. Welcome to Media Litter Sandwich. Yes, I know I said that I was going to be on hiatus. I am technically on hiatus. I just, I had a chance to talk to a friend of mine that's been busting his butt, running around, doing a million things. I know I normally don't talk about politics. It still really isn't about politics. Media Litter Sandwich is still about creators, and this is a large media thing that's happening all over. And if there's a Media Litter... Thing that people are trying to make us take a bite out of, it's this. Jamal, tell me about what, you're, you're a community organizer, what does that even mean?
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great question for every single community organizer, because I think, I think a lot of us have different definitions of what that is. So um, I would say, just from my perspective, community organizing is just, if you put yourself in a role, where you are getting information and disseminating information in an engaging way to get people out to, to do something, to, to further a movement, to, to further a cause to speak, to, to be champions of something going on. So um, I would say it's funny. Cause I didn't even really use the term for myself until recently. Till so some friends like acknowledge, like, no, like that's what you do. Uh, so I would say that started, probably back when I was in high school (laughs) uh, organizing for uh, LGBT causes and then that pushed through college with LGBT and black causes and politics and and all these other things. I think it's just ballooned over time. Um, uh, Yeah, I've just gotten to work in in so many different uh, like LGBT organizations, black organizations, uh, political campaigns, uh, nonprofits, higher education, etc, 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 etc. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think community organizing is, is kind of just what it sounds like. Like you're the person or one of many people who reaches out to your network, or maybe even further than that, and um, gives them information, gives them invites, makes them aware of things that are happening and, and attempt to draw them in so they can uh, build up and further the cause that you are champion championing
1: okay so let's talk about what let's give you some credit let's let's talk about why you can talk about some of the things we're going to talk about there's all protests going on do you can you even count how many you've been to in the past Uh, i i don't know how long you give you could give you could give the range (laughs) uh i'm gonna say
0: somewhere around 30 i think (laughs) and that and that's been the past few months Right, just recently, like in the last, uh, probably in the last 60 days, I've probably gone to about 30.
1: (laughs) How many of these would you be considered an organizer of, if any?
0: Um, For these, I think I wouldn't be like a lead organizer or anything Mm -hmm. like that. There's no... Um, There aren't any uh, like recent Black Lives Matter protests or or movements or anything that I have been like the one of the front champions of. But I would definitely say for the majority of those I've gone to, I've done some sort of community organizing, like getting friends to come out, uh, networking, sending messages to people, disseminating information, putting together calendars so people know what's going on, using my like uh, decent sized social network to spread that information along. When you say disseminize information," what does that mean i um, just spreading it along uh so if i i i don't know how I guess people just know things because um <laughs> I, just, uh, <laughs> I just get messages times like um do you know the next door app oh yeah. yeah, yeah so um I don't know how this person found me, but it's someone in my neighborhood who every time there's like a, a black lives matter anything happening near Southfield she messages me and just goes, Hey, heads up, like we're organizing this thing. And so I take that information and I'll screenshot it or make, you know, do something and spread it out to the masses, share it on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, um, wherever else I can disseminate the information, uh, through work. Um, and yeah, for a good portion of time, especially when this was all really first kicking up, I was, um, I'd even go look at other cities, Facebook events, cause you can search Facebook by city. Mm-hmm. Um, And especially these lead organizers are organizing in as many ways as possible. And, um, I would look up, especially for work, I would look up protests happening in the Detroit area and the Cleveland area and the Phoenix area and the Charlotte area, put all those together by date, by time, by, uh, uh, put links with all of them. Here's the location and share that with people. So that's how I'd be disseminating info.
1: (laughs) I try to do that for, uh, conventions and, I said I'm done, but I think that that kind of speaks to
0: the role of a community organizer because um, th- these are conversations I've been having with other other people who are active in these protests and whatnot. Is that your role evolves? Like sometimes you are at the very front of the line and you're championing it and you're 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 chanting and you're sh- sharing a ton of information, and sometimes you take a backseat and you let other people take the take the lead, um, or you just like you might be the person who gets people together and then goes, "All right, guys."
1: You got this. I'll see you in a bit. <laughs> but, dude, I give you a lot of credit for being able to do that. That takes a lot of – it It shows a passion. And I, I don't want to spend too much time on this. I kind of want to uh, move around. But go ahead and, and just – you said you've been doing this, going to protests and and, and and helping out. I know you did a lot of marches and a lot of information stuff for a long time. Why, why are you passionate? Just, you know – briefly you (laughs) know i know that i know we could spend an hour on this oh for sure (laughs) i think um, and i don't want to push you to say anything you don't want to say as well so oh no worries
0: um i think i think just not just with this but just overall i've just always had this passion and i don't know if it maybe comes from my parents right like the things that they did in their lives and their professions um but I've always had this this like drive to want to be involved with the community. Like I, I just want to make sure that everyone can be good because um, it, it you know it, it sucks. Like as a as a kid, my family uh, we were we were middle class for sure, um, and like we're my parents were working trying to work their ways up the ranks. And, uh, but both of them come from very poor families, especially my mom's side, they come from super, super poor families. So, uh, we were always like my, my parents would sometimes get, get a little bit of crap from their friends and family and stuff for like, like, oh, you, you made it. And then you, you know, you moved. I was like, well, kinda, I had to move and like have my kids have like better resources and stuff like that. So it always sucked to go back to them and, and, you know, see friends and see, see cousins and, and whatever, not have the, the same resources for not like for no logical reason. Um, so when it comes to any sort of uh, um, cause that I support, um, I think it's just it's just like human compassion. Like, I just want everyone to uh, feel like they are, are, are worth as much as the next person and not feel like they have to like beg to be seen as equal or seen as good enough, or uh, have to to spend their life being exhausted just to get what someone else is just naturally handed to them for no reason other than you know could it be where they're born, uh, who their parents are, who they have social connections with, what color their skin is, what religion they are, etc. I just I just think it's just it's just right that <laughs> everyone. Um, should feel safe wherever they go. Everyone should feel um, like they're getting paid the same as everyone else. Everyone should feel like uh, the people that are to protect and serve us are protecting and serving every single one of us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think that's like the biggest motivation. If I were to boil it down to the the, the core of it, I think that's that. I think that's
1: it. OK, now I want to kind of go into some of the more recent, uh, not so much events, but because I want to talk about like the protests and, and the organizing of it. I just want to make it clear because it is the current year and, and, and I don't normally say this, but I want to say this. You know, I want to ask questions that I know the answer to or have a good idea of the answer to. Don't call me ignorant just because I'm asking a question because that's pretty ignorant in itself. You know, These are just things I feel like need to be said, or someone's going to be shouting them. And yes, I have a disclaimer. So if someone shared a clip of this and you're calling me an idiot, go listen to the disclaimer because you're probably going to laugh at it and you're going to feel like an idiot when you listen to the disclaimer. Now, Black Lives Matter is an organization. It's also a movement. It's also a saying. It's three different things. Mm-hmm what one do people kind of re- I kind of got an idea, but which one do you think people relate to the most or don't realize? Like, do people realize it's three different things? It um, does it matter. I, I think, I think a good amount of people
0: don't realize that it's three different things. Um, because I think the, the biggest thing that is at the front of it is the movement itself. Um, and then I think, I think the the biggest thing that's at the front is the movement itself. I think people are most riled up by the words. And then I think the organization itself is usually like the last thing. Um, So the Black Lives Matter organization, if I'm not mistaken, someone Mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was birthed out of uh,
1: the uh, Michael Brown's killing in Ferguson. Is that Right. Um, I'm not sure I've heard a couple different things um, I've heard you know I, I just assume it's just a morph from from another thing to another thing um, yeah you know
0: right so don't um, don't quote me as the the religious text here but yeah.
1: <laughs> at least the- there's a lot of written things about it if they really want to know the research they could go and do the real research you know we're not historians here we're we're, we're just having a discussion Absolutely. perfect so um regardless the the organization was birthed and I know it was created
0: by black women uh, as a nonprofit organization to uh, drive change for the causes that the black lives matter movement is behind so, Um, I think the organization is important to think of, but, um, I think because that's just one organization, there's so many, uh, smaller, equal-sized, and larger organizations that are fighting for racial, uh, racial justice and racial, uh, equity. So that's just one piece of it. So I, I don't think it, it matters too much to get hung up on the organization itself, because even if you're not supporting that specific organization, there are so many others that you can choose from that are going to further the movement. I think the important thing is the movement itself, and the movement is uh, that Black Lives Matter. Um, and I think it's it's just as simple as that. I, I it's it's perplexing sometimes. Obviously, I've looked at the other side's arguments and whatnot, but <laughs> just the sentence itself isn't. I don't. It's not that um, volatile, right? It's just no. it's literally just a statement like Black Lives Matter. Like if someone if if before all this happened, right? If this were ten years ago, and uh, I was just talking to someone casually, and they were like, "You know what? Uh, white lives matter, or Asian lives matter, or whatever lives matter," I'd be like, "Yeah, totally, they do." Like as facts, a hundred percent. But since the uh, the the opposition took such a such offense to the phrase "Black Lives Matter," it it's evolved into like. It's evolved into different things. That I think
1: not- it started evolving when, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll jump back to a, to a second for for I hit that, just because you hit it when you said there's multiple organizations. Um, I, I got to compare to what I know, the Occupy movement. When mm-hmm. people are saying, oh, the Occupy movement are these people. I'm like, Hold up, hold up. There's more organizations and more point of views you'll ever see over there. You can't even say the Occupy movement is about blank, because you had so many organizations and each one had their thing. And of course, you had idiots because you have idiots that show up to anything. Sure. Uh, and, and I think that's where where something. and that's where a lot of people jump on and and get wild up because people only see what the media shows them. And boy, is the media messed up on so many things. They either show you only the good or only the bad, or they take their own side, and it is it, it, it it's insane, but people are insane and listen to them and that drive, whatever. You know, it's different mm-hmm. things. So you you know, like from the outside, you don't know why one person went there, you don't know what organization they're part of, because there were people that would shout black lives matter and then use it as these lives don't, or we need, you know, cause th- there were some connections with, with the, uh, um, some of the people that were held up and um, um, family members that that were uh, um, affiliated with gangs and and people actually push for riots and, and and things like that and that of course does not speak for anyone especially when you talk about movement because as I mentioned so many organizations and so many individuals they're not all together one thing when people do get all together in one thing that kind of makes you think, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know. Um and that's what makes the these things I think the hardest because I feel like if you ask almost every organization, so what's the end goal, they're gonna give you a different answer. And I'm not talking about a general answer. I'm not talking, oh, more equality. Well, what what do you mean? Where are we looking? Like what would you count? As more quality, you know, because when you talk about systemic, you have to, def- you know, and then that gets defined, um, you know, let's say, you know, in black and white in laws, you know, where you can actually see and draw a line. Because I'm a textualist. That's when it comes to things like that. I'm a textualist. I need to be able to see it and see it long. So if you say, oh, well, this person did wrong. Like, well, yeah, they did. Here's 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 the line. Of course they did wrong. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're all upset about it. Like, when we're talking about all these names of, of people, you know, uh, what's going on, n- most people don't disagree. Like, yeah, that, that's wrong. We, 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 we agree with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, is that something that, that there's, I'm sure there's discussion of, but is there an agreement on any of that? like where where cuz i know there's a list of demands but let's be honest different organizations put forth some weird stuff
0: yeah so that's what's really interesting because you're right we all um, if you ask me what i want out of the movement it's different than what someone else wants out of the movement mm-hmm. um, i've <laughs> said to i've said to a few friends at different protests um, I'm like, you know, I think I'm realizing that I'm even more radical than I thought I was. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I think there's some basic things that are agreed upon, but because um, they're the most uh, high profile. Right. Like the like
1: ending police brutality, period. Okay. I, think, I don't think anyone's against that, by the way. And I'm pretty sure right. there's laws already on the book on that. Right. Exactly. But, Enforcing so ne- always needs to happen.
0: Exactly. <laughs> So that's that's one of those things where everyone can agree we need to end police brutality, but the method we go about that I don't think there's agreement on. Mm-hmm. There, uh, there's defunding the police. There's uh, reforming the police. There's uh, r- uh, retraining the police. Right. There's all these different uh, avenues that people are supporting. So I don't think that that currently has one um, driven goal, and I think that's something. I think that's um, – I don't want to say it's an issue, but I think that's, that's one of our uh, crutches it's, as the Black Lives Matter it's movement. It's
1: something and, – and, and I don't – if I use the term mob mentality, is that an insult or is that degrading at all? I, I'm curious.
0: Uh, I think it
1: depends. Yeah. Or, is it, <laughs> I think kind or of, does it depend on context? Because that's the way I kind of I, I see when you're trying to figure out those fine points – Mob mentality, meaning that there's, you know, you're looking for majority vote and not necessarily uh, um, logical uh, um, pointing at or or, or going with the best decision. You're going with the majority and people go with how they feel. And when you get a bunch of people together, depending on that mood, it can go way different than if you're talking to each individually one by one. That's what I mean. That's what I mean by mom vitality in this case.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think there, pretty much
1: every case when I use that term. <laughs>
0: sure, I, get that. I, think, I think there's definitely an element of, of uh, there's an element of that because I think back to the, the first Detroit protest and okay. we huge numbers of people and we, the first one this year <laughs> and uh, we, we were marching and we were in this huge group. And then there was a point where, yeah, there were these like, Polling views of like what we should do next, and most of the group stuck in this main group, and we went about our way. And the the other portion of the group uh, went a different route, and they had a completely different experience than uh, the group I was with. We felt the group I was with felt like we were being kind of like prodded and bullied, but the other group uh, felt that more, and then they actually like retaliated, and that was like the first first cop car window broken. Um, so not not saying good or bad or anything, mm-hmm. but. Just the the issue that we found over time going to these protests is that there wasn't there wasn't a clear vision right there was there were loud voices but there wasn't a loud voice and i think that's one of the holdbacks for this movement right now which it's been it's been fairly effective thus far and i know this is going to be a long fight but um i think if we could find a way to rally around some key people like that's you know we read about the civil rights movement back in the 60s there were key people that popped up that began Mm -hmm. there were there were key authors there were key organizers key uh pastors and all these other people who became these big personalities and began to travel around the country and speak their mission and people identified with it and i don't think we have that yet and um I, I, part of it too, I think. This
1: and, and it's hard because, part, the, because the 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 one thing part. that I'm sure someone's yelling. I just have to point out, because I'm sure people are yelling it, because the organization is founded by trained Marxists. I don't know if you've seen those those videos where several of the key organizers are talking about how they got their training and all that stuff. They're mm-hmm. key Marxists, which I personally think should. You know, I'm just going to leave that alone. Um, <laughs> It's weird when, whenever someone says, this is what I believe in, they're doing the right things. Like if you lived during that time and during that regime, you would have been killed just for who you are. Do you realize that? (laughs) Like, oh, that's not what I mean. Like, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why, um, kind of like you and I were talking about before we started, there's value in knowing the different sides. And on top of that, there's value in knowing the history because Mm -hmm. Um, historical reference is fantastic, uh, historical replication is not always the best.
1: <laughs> so- take, No, take, no, take, take and, and I just and, watched uh, it. If people want to look it up, look up, you know, Wilder Wilson, probably our worst president, mm-hmm. when when he was, uh, and when he was working with Princeton, I think he was president of, of Princeton University, pretty much rewrote history books and just terrible, left left so many key figures, figures out I think what's cool about this
0: movement, honestly, is uh, the scope of it can actually I mean, in my head, the scope of it can be as big as we want it to be. Because I think about you brought the Occupy movement and there's so many elements of that that are directly woven into the Black Lives Matter movement because there's um, we saw. How greedy Wall Street has and is, has been and is being, um, and how large corporations are just like gaining more and more and more rights and power. And um, that ties directly into like my passions, which is making sure people are taken care of, making sure people can like live. And part of making sure people can live is making sure people aren't running rampant with uh, your money, your earned uh uh works the things that you should have you're getting the resources that you need and black lives matter comes right in too and like feminism comes in right there like there's so many different movements that are intersecting right now um i love that black lives matter is the biggest right now um but i think there's there's room i don't know there's either room for like evolution or well, like i was saying we still need those key figures to pop up and i i think those are coming eventually uh with the you know with the way the internet is right now the internet age information is traveling so fast, it's hard to keep up. And there's so many like flash issues that pop up so quickly and then die out. Um, We really need some people to show up and like be uh, institutions that we can rally around and really get some stuff done.
1: Well, we, we get stuck on, on these, um, on these ways of looking at things. And, and that kind of comes apart, the all lives matter thing. In a mm-hmm. conversation, you know, like all these memes show, where one person is Black Lives Matter and someone else responds, "Well, all you know, well, all lives matter." You lose some context there because that, that yeah, that guy was a dick. But when you're mm-hmm. talking about a larger scale, and uh, um, let's say, you know, Black Lives matter how does a company respond to that because we're in because we're in a cancel culture now where people literally demand companies and industries and stores to respond and it's like why it's like well we believe that all lives matter we see everyone as individual oh wrong answer canceled um I do think there's a difference here. And I, you know, where I'm going with this, you kind of helped push another one of the protests that, that, that happened. Um, and, and I think it was, I, and, and I love the way you were handling this. If you could talk about what happened at a, at, at a university, um, yeah. <laughs> and events that started that, I'd love to hear your side of that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, our, our alma mater, our wonderful university, um, yeah, we both been there for many years. Actually, taught yeah. there for a little bit. Yeah, and I worked there. We both worked there as well. Yeah, both worked there. Yep.
1: So, <laughs> ironically, you still put on the the events. Well, I I don't I don't run the soundboard for your events no more. But we did that for right. for for many years.
0: <laughs> yeah, I still I'm still very much tied to the institution. So, um, I especially as things were ramping up, I think there's um, I don't expect, and I don't necessarily want every co- company to pander right there's mm-hmm. there's different, like caring about the cause and just like saying words and um i feel like you know we went to a university which is in southfield and like southfield, i feel live- michigan for those that don't know yeah south of michigan so um this city is black like it's it's a very black city like it's it's uh it's been black my entire life <laughs> like some decades now um and, and it's majority black. It's it's supported by black institutions like the uh, Southfield, especially when I worked, used to work in politics. Southfield was notorious for being so like the the, um, the the residents being so ingrained with the churches in Southfield, which are all big black churches. Um, so like the 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 university is in Southfield and is in some way supported by what Southfield does, by Southfield's policy. I remember when we were trying to, when Southfield was revitalizing and they were creating their their downtown district, Lawrence Tech like pushed and lobbied hard to be a part of that district because they wanted to experience the growth and the benefits and the, probably some of the discounts and stuff that come with it too, but (laughs) visibility. Um, So if you're going to do that and you're going to be in a black neighbor, if you're going to be in a black city,
1: and Just to put things in context, when you enter the city of Southfield, it says home of Lawrence Tech University. You know, right. If you come up one of the roads, there's even big robotic arm that moves. You know, It's getting solar light and it'll move around at, you know, to advertise Lawrence Tech. It's a, it's a big part. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they board- and yes, I, li- I I'll admit I do live in Southfield as well. Yeah, so yeah, we're still here. So we're um, we're like three miles from Detroit. We could claim both. For, exactly. So that's that's where
0: it comes in too, because Southfield is so close to Detroit. We yeah, board- it's a sister city. 100% we rely yeah, it, on this business like the one of the main arteries the the lodge comes through Southfield and like you can just look at look at the skylines like Southfield has such a big up big built up business district um com- comparable like most of the other suburbs don't have this um but yeah it, it's supported by the black community it's next to Detroit um which is majority black and one of the blackest large cities in the nation um and are what we do and, in Arabic. and
1: Arabic. It's the it's either the, the second or third biggest Arabic, and then of course Dearborn's the biggest ratio, which is again uh, right next to Detroit. Sorry, I right? No,
0: and, that's totally worth
1: it. I just say it, it, it's very diverse in different ways that mm-hmm. people don't know. Yeah,
0: um. <laughs> absolutely. I think that's fully worth mentioning for sure. Uh, it's not just yeah. Detroit isn't just black people. There's like Detroit Metro Detroit is a really big melting pot melting pot. Like Detroit has a huge uh Latin Latinx population as well in southwest Detroit. Yeah. Um Detroit's
1: but- one of the few places that has uh ha- 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 um I, I when Wayne State and some of the other li- uh um university and libraries would do um they'd actually do full events at Lawrence Tech and I would used to do archives. Uh I there was one cultural um Uh, lecture that talked about all the Russian uh, monuments and uh, a background in Detroit because one of the Michigan Reserve units actually went through tried to push the revolution in uh, uh, Soviet Union or Russia whatever you know is in Russia Um, so there's a lot of ties there's a lot Mm -hmm. of ties you know obviously a lot of French ties obviously there's there's, yeah it's one of those few countries you know one of the few things like there's Polish town there's the Italians there's several different types of middle easterns yeah, uh especially he's, he's over he's in Dearborn <laughs> yeah <laughs> this there's that there's this Mex- mm-hmm. you know you got your mexican town you got this town you got that town there it, it's it's a really strange melting pot um you know that that's detroit it's really crazy
0: For sure. And we're, it's also really unfortunate that we're also one of the most segregated (laughs) metro areas in the country. Like statistically, we are very high on that list. Um, and you can just view, you know, if if you haven't before Google it, like you can see demographic maps and like eight mile, it hard cuts off the, the race switches all of a sudden. So, um, I feel it's kind of a a little bit of a, a unique piece there because it stretches, it kind of stretches that Detroit flow up into the suburbs. And, um, so yeah, I put I put some pressure on Lawrence Tech because uh, what we do, what Lawrence Tech specializes in, supports the city of Detroit directly. Like the amount of engineers we produce for the Big Three and all these other country companies that are, thrive off of Detroit is is huge. We're we're an institution in this area. Like we we have to exist. These mm-hmm. <laughs> places have uh, local candidates to be able to rely on, um, and it just it sucks to me to look at Lawrence Tech. Um, from the day I started to even now, and it not reflect the communities that it's in. And I think universities, especially, especially universities have a a responsibility to educate their community, to serve their community. And um, Lawrence Tech is less than a mile from Southfield High, where I went to high school. And that is a also very majority Black high school. And I remember um, you know, being a freshman at Lawrence Tech, and I didn't know anyone from my class from Southwood High, none of them went to Lawrence Tech. Why weren't they enticed to be there? Why wasn't... Um, there's So yeah, there's multiple high schools to leverage off of, especially one that lies in STEM, which is Lawrence Tech's bread and butter. So um, I just think, yeah, I think it's, it's a responsibility, especially of a university, mm-hmm. a, a higher education institution, especially in 2020, where um, it's like it's so necessary to have a degree. Like it's it's just, we're at a point now where you it's like so many places require you to have a bachelor's at least. Mm-hmm. All places are pushing for a master's. Um, we should support our community. So I I just, I think I yeah. like made a Facebook post and tweeted at Lawrence tech saying, Hey, what's your stance on this? Because as a university, these are the people that should be like, you should have a commitment to this community. You should have. Yeah, a I community.
1: think the way you phrase it was you bid to be part of this Big thing in Southfield. You're on all the signs, represent. Mm -hmm. You know, saying you represent the community and you're and you're to push for the community. What are you doing for the community right now? Because you don't exactly reflect from the community when we look at you. So how are you going to reflect on the community right now in this huge time of need? We got the pandemic going on. We got this going on. We all. Mm -hmm. How are you going to reflect to this? And I don't. And that's not a bad question. That's. I thought that was a very good question.
0: Yeah, thank you, and I, I think, um, and thank you for wording it better than I did. <laughs> I also, um, so it was just kind of a shame where they they responded uh, with some really generic, very like uh, we care about everybody, da 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 kind of post, which is great. I want you to care about everybody, um, but it, it just felt so like like PR written uh, response. Yeah. And then they also followed up by posting on Instagram with an All Lives Matter post, and it just felt like a slap in the face. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, and again, no one's arguing that all lives don't matter. There is no one. <laughs> the Black Lives Matter movement does not stand for, uh, it's not saying uh, other lives do not matter. And I think so many people have said that. Uh, but we know what that phrase means. Like, that phrase has become so...
1: Yeah, there were some people that ran with that phrase to the point where, like, that's not what we're saying. Would you please uh-huh. stop it? And I and I think the anti anti all lives matter phrase, it, I think it kind of got a little bit out of proportion, but mm-hmm. I can't. You know, it's almost like you can't defend saying all lives matter once you look at the whole picture. However, I also don't expect a mom and pop ice cream parlor to look at the entire picture when people demand that they respond like, oh, we think all lives matter and we will, and we will respect everybody. I don't expect a mom and pop place that spent all their lives trying to work up their business to, you know, to say that with any think that there's any malice in that. However, mm-hmm. a university, a PR university, should know better. Yeah. So
0: they, uh, the alumni base, didn't like it. Nor did the undergrads. So <laughs> they got uh, they got some heat, which was uh, good because I talked to the dean of students. I talked to the university. Mm-hmm. I met with someone in marketing. Um, there's just been a lot of. Was it
1: you met with Bruce? Didn't you for marketing? no uh I it was a woman
0: okay okay <laughs> Someone, it was brief but um which were good conversations to to i'm glad they're starting um i don't think i don't think the university's doing enough but they uh they put out well, a you lot
1: talked of- to the president of the university uh uh um dr modgill yeah i did the fact that he called you mm-hmm. I, I think says a lot yeah. I, um, I chuckled when he called yeah. this man, <laughs> even, this this man would barely talk to me when I was micing him up when I would mic him up. Yeah,
0: right? <laughs> talked up a, a very nice game about, you know, how valuable of a student I was and how active I was. Mm-hmm. And we oh, didn't get to talk that much. I was like, whatever, <laughs> like again, platitudes, but, yeah. um, nice things were said. Um, but you know, my eye is still on them and all these other organizations that, um, if you decide to then use the Black Lives Matter phrase and believe it, now you have to do something with it. Um, Because I feel like Mm -hmm. I get the same reaction when Pride comes around every June. Um, All of a sudden, oh, look, Delta Airlines is gay now. Are you? Are you really? You you just, you now know, especially once gay marriage became legal, then all of a sudden every company was like, oh, here's my rainbow logo. We love the gays. It's like, you didn't love them a month ago. What happened? Um, so well, I- it's
1: interesting you say that cause there are companies that people boycott if they don't. And that's the weird, you know, thing about virtual singling, it, it, it means nothing, mm-hmm. but we're in such a strange time where if people don't, then all of a sudden people are mad at you. And I don't, I don't understand that. I'm not saying you're, you know, can Can you relate or at least, like, do you know anyone or know where people are coming from when they think, um, oh, you don't have a rainbow flag? Because I agree with you. Why is every logo I'm looking at rainbow when none of these things, why are video games logos rainbow when they have nothing to do with, with anything and, you know, related and aren't really doing anything other than a pirate game with rain, with a rainbow flag that now you can really troll people most right. toxic players <laughs> in some PvP games that I know sport mm-hmm. all the rainbow outfits if they're the mo- if they're like we're really going to be toxic today and so they right. work all the rainbow stuff cuz it
0: <laughs> right it, it's like um it, it's <laughs> like uh Rockstar games for instance uh mm-hmm. I, I you still love Rockstar, but they're kind of pissing me off right now. But anyway, uh, they're there. But Rockstar Games, for instance, they have uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, which is set in the Old West, which is set in 1899. And there's uh, the KKK exists in there. But in the story, they exist as like this goofy, like, basically they exist to, to, to die. Like, mm-hmm. uh, they're bad people and they highlight that they're bad people and they're really clumsy. They burn themselves up in a, in a cross burning, burning. Like, it's a whole mess. And like, it's, it's a good piece added to this world that they built. But um, then they let PC players figure out how to exploit the game and then start spamming uh, 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 any sort of like online characters that were black or, or just not white. They started spamming them by dropping KKK characters all over the place. I was like, Rockstar, you can't say that you care about this. You can't say like, I care about Black Lives Matter and then allow this to happen, which fortunately they listened and they adjusted all of that. But it's things like that where if you're gonna be a company and and identify with a cause, you need to actually do something with it then. Like don't just change your your badge to rainbow because you can. If you're gonna change the rainbow, do something with that. If you're as a company, if Clorox is gonna say Black Lives Matter, all right, Clorox, I don't care, but what are you doing about it? Like let me see what your board looks like, let me see what uh, what you're doing for your black employees? Let me see yeah. for the let me see what you're doing for the the communities that your company your factories
1: exist in, right? If you're a shoe company, uh, stop having uh, sweat labor shops,
0: right? right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So a lot of times I don't. So personally, I know there's you know you can't help the internet mob. It's just mm. it just it is. <laughs> but um, I'm not a fan of us just canceling things to cancel things because I think it's number one. It's not effective. Right, things things that people get canceled all the time. Like, how many times has Chick Fil A been canceled for hating gays? And they're still a, an insanely popular and successful uh, uh, fast food restaurant, right? So, mm-hmm. anything like that, like whatever.
1: So, um, well, I don't you think- say well, you say that, then the then the other side comes like, it's like yeah, but do you shop at Salvation Army? Cause that's, cause that was one of the charities that they got blasted for, for donating. Cause the Salvation Army is the, you know, was doing conversion stuff and they were, you know, they do a lot of the the legislation they say they were donating to companies that do that. Uh, um, um, that 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 do what do they call lobbying lobbying and gets it that's the one that's one of them that they're talking about was salvation army and there Mm -hmm. was a special olympics and then there was another charity that also works with kids and uh rehabilitations and things like that like all the charities they were doing does multiple things that just happened to be one of them like but you still shop at salvation army and that was their biggest Donations at the time was just right. Salvation Army. Like you still shop there, you can't hate Chick Fil A for giving money to a company you also give money to.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's <laughs> where the research comes in. You know, like again, talking about like knowing our history, knowing the other side. If you're gonna like, if I'm gonna boycott Chick Fil A, and I gotta I gotta figure out why I'm boycotting them, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not just oh they hate gays, all right. But like specific, let's get specific. Like what are they dislike? Oh, they're donating. Or the owners are donating to anti-LGBT organizations. All right. What organizations are they? Salvation Army? All right. Then I need to disconnect from that as well. Like I mm-hmm. need to, I'm gonna I need to do my proper research. And there's no I don't think there's much excuse these days uh for being just like completely ignorant. I get it, like everyone doesn't know everything. I get it. But we have we have so much at our fingertips. It's just like you can figure stuff out.
1: <laughs> we have a connection to we have connection to human, you know what humans remember of our history, but we're gonna but we're gonna listen to a meme first. I oh <laughs> It kills me when you see a and dom- people are gonna get mad when you post true stuff too. You know mm-hmm. it, it, it's 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 utterly re- ridiculous. Is there any you know when everyone gets together when they're there? I know people can agree on general things, but is there Mm -hmm. any like particular thing? Like if you want someone to walk away with one, one goal, like this is what I want. This is what I want happen. What is it? If you can, if you can sign an executive order, this law is going to change or this is going to happen. What do you think would get the most consent?
0: Oh boy. Wow. (laughs) Um, that's a solid question. Um, what would we all agree on?
1: I think... You, you don't have to say all. Let's let's just say the majority. Because you're agreeing going to get everyone. Right. We, we, we've talked about that earlier. Not, what would the majority? Well, right. we're not even going to say 80%. We're going to say 60%.
0: Right. I think... Um, so something I value in my stance and a lot of other organizers, various organizers I've seen like with everything it has a spectrum. So you have people who are way, way, way radical. And I'm like closer to that group. And then you have people who are just like looking for a little bit of change. And you have people who are in the middle and that's where most people are. Um, And I think, I think it's necessary for people like me and people even uh, more radical than I am to continue to be loud because I mean, I think radical people are always going to be the loudest. And then their, their thoughts trickle into the consciousness to like be interpreted by like what's,
1: you, I'm giving you a pen. Write an executive order. Yeah. So and you're going to be held accountable for for it. What are you writing?
0: <laughs> so I think, um, I think that I think the police are the first thing, like the biggest thing that has to change right now. Okay. And I, um, I think it's a a sweeping. I think it'd be like a, a sweeping reform that 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 happens. So that would be um demilitarizing them because they don't need tanks um
1: they don't have tanks they have uh um so yeah they 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 have they um a tank means they actually have a a a big rocket thing on it yeah not that (laughs) they they don't have that they have they have movement carriers or or anti things but i wouldn't call that a tank um that's fair they so have, then again, I'm also I'm also a veteran, so right. So you have, you have and a textualist and a textualist. That's and that.
0: <laughs> so you clocked me there. So um, yeah, but regardless, they have like they have things that they shouldn't have. Like they're there's like I've showed up to a peaceful protest and the police have been in full heavy riot gear with rifles and like large armored vehicles. Like we don't mm-hmm. we don't need all this. We're just here to like chant. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that'd be a big piece of it. Demilitarizing them, uh, I think. Uh, definitely reanalyzing and probably cutting a lot of budgets for various police because that budget can be uh, fueled in various other systems.
1: But a lot of police have very little budget to begin with. I mean, we're look at Inkster. They have less than 12 uh, police people. And they're one of the, uh, one of the hardest hit cities in America. They don't even have a school district anymore. Yeah. So that ties into, cause not, not, I'm sorry. I, you're saying something. I'm like, okay, let's apply this everywhere. Yeah. How's, how's that benefit a, a city that can barely fund or you, even some of the white suburbs, mm-hmm. uh, the police are so already hit so hard, Uh um, You know they're less than twenty people precinct. You know, and everyone's working crazy overtime, and they got you know they got nothing. Um, They're you know they're trying to join SWAT in other cities because they want to afford things and they want to be able to 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 move up and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: I think so. Public workers, absolutely, like uh, law enforcement or uh, uh, social workers and firefighters. All those people they deserve. Hey, like they, they should be able to live. I think part of it too is um evaluating so with that reform would be reevaluating the scope of the police. Like if they're okay. for all law enforcement and protection, like that's where we need other services to step up as well, right? There there are some situations where we don't you don't necessarily always need a cop to show up to the situation. Sometimes you need like a mediator, sometimes you need a, a, a social worker, sometimes you need like they well, the cops act
1: as security for that group. They could, yeah, and that's like they—they they do when you talk about uh, like what happened in the chop, uh, Chaz Chazzy Chop. Um, mm-hmm. One of the biggest complaints was medical and firefighters going to come out because they wouldn't allow police. Well, when there's a shooting, medical is not going to come out if the area is not secure. Police act as their security. Mm-hmm.
0: I think. Well, there, there's part of it too because. I'm
1: sorry, I'm making things difficult on purpose, by the way. was like anyone that's calling me a dick and everything like that, I, I I'm challenging this because I want to know like where that line is, is 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 drawn.
0: yeah. I think the I think the line can be pushed pretty far because, again, I think this all ties to so many different issues because um like part of them part of cities not having the proper funding, you know, you have businesses not paying taxes. You have billionaires that are running rampant through the city. So like that all ties in as well. But um, I think there's just a, the, the movement's also looking for a better way to to accomplish these goals. So if we, if, because one of the issues with poli- police brutality is police shooting too often, right? Like they shouldn't, like, why is the gun always the, the, like very often the first thing to go for? Like not everyone needs to be shot and killed. Not every situation needs to be de-escalated with a gun. You know, that's why I think it, it's it's not just like there aren't just like a couple easy checklist things. I think it's, it's a huge system reform. Like it's a, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot that's going to have to go into this because there's like the points you bring up. Like we need to figure out all that stuff. And um, I think, too, a lot of this is more so affecting larger cities um, because, you know, I'm not you know, I'm not the most concerned about a cop in like Cadillac, Michigan. Uh, but I do. I do at least care that if I'm in Cadillac and I'm not going to get like racially profiled, right. Yeah. I that. Um, because that, that is a real thing. So whatever has to come mm-hmm. from that, it's some sort of training that's ongoing or something like that. Um, yeah, I'm not a, uh, one thing I humbly admit, I'm not a policymaker, so that's <laughs> not, <laughs> that's not my bread well, and butter. Well, butter I think,
1: Getting back to the question, it, it, it's, yeah. I'm looking for like, if you could write a, if you could write a law if you could write a rule you know like like if i could write any rule right now if i could write a law my law is would be uh um would probably be something like term limits and allow upset a lot of people but i believe in term limits and i yeah. believe that would ripple through and and change a lot of things that are happening today for sure um you know, I'm looking for for something you know that that can be implemented. Uh, you know what?
0: I've made up my mind. Okay, because uh, I think everything's tied to money, so I'm going to say, okay. uh, tax the heck out of the rich and corporations.
1: Okay, Do what does that mean? Uh, are, we, are we talk Are we talking about the uh, people that make a, above a certain number? Are We talking about an escalating number because we we see what, how some people break this down. And they kind of look dumb, like they can't do math, and and what that means. Because sometimes when people say the one percent or two percent, um, they realize, or they say above a certain thing, and then they're just taxing out of a small business person more than they're taxing a larger business that gives x amount of charity and x amount over here, and you know, it, th- there's an excavation involved. Um, For sure,
0: yeah. Well, well, I mean, I know I
1: messed and I know I messed up some words there, but yeah.
0: I'm, so our, our tax system is already ridiculous. So like yeah, it is, that's going <laughs> right, to need some reform as well. Like, um, because yeah, a small business owner shouldn't have to worry about that. <laughs> like I'm going mm-hmm. to incorrectly because.
1: Yeah. I'm, in fact, it, it, I think it actually kind of hurt the small business owner.
0: Right. So that's why, I mean, obviously there's more. Well, Most of our
1: tax rules do hurt small business owners as it is.
0: Yeah. Very hard
1: for so it. Needs to,
0: it needs to be way more targeted because there are people who, like, I, I I often don't think people realize the difference between a millionaire and a billionaire. Like, that is a vast difference. Like, a, a billionaire can afford literally everything. <laughs> like, what can you not afford as a billionaire? You need an economist for this part. But you um, begin ramping up that tax scale on people who have everything. Right there. Why do they get to avoid taxes like those taxes can be used to be put into these public systems to reform the things that we need reforming like the our public safety workers can have the income they need. They can put food on their table. They don't have to work 70 hour work weeks just to like keep the community safe and like mm-hmm. keep themselves fed. Right. They can have re- income. People can have four like not for one case. Who can have pensions and whatnot again?
1: Yeah. Um, I I think the way, actually, I think, because remember, pensions come from the company, not from the government. So if you're taxing the company more, you're not pushing for pensions. If you're taxing the people that uh, uh, that are paying your wages, if you're saying that they need to pay government more, you're actually saying, I'm not, you know, Something might happen, trickle down the line. It may or may not it ever, you know. Yeah, you know, it's all individual. You never know what happens. Um, so, you know, I, so I don't think taxing the rich is going to trickle down well and going to help you. I think, I think decreasing taxes uh, on a whole and decreasing the government on a whole is actually. A, a, but then again, when you say radical that means different than the, the the if i
0: say i'm radical i think so that's the that's why it's been so hard for me to answer this question with like what's yeah. the one thing i do because i think i don't think there's a one thing that will solve anything no. i think a lot of things <laughs> that need to change right and like right. that yeah. you're right too like yeah.
1: part of that and like we don't you need ripple effects is what 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 you need because there's some things tons of ripples can, that that you can't just implement and, you know, like universal health care, great. However, mm-hmm. that's not going to solve everything right now. First, you need to go after the pharmaceuticals and then right. that will have exactly. a ripple effect that, you know, that may change the way we, you know, it may change a lot of people's minds about universal health care. If the pharmaceutical uh, uh, thing, you know, why can't we go after monopolies again? That's exactly. not, yeah. You know, I, I'm gonna edit a lot of this out, by the way, because no, <laughs> cool. Off. but you know, I, I'm enjoying riffing with you. If you need to yeah. go, please let me know, and I could end this right now. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think. Uh, yeah, I just think it's really good. Yeah, it, it's all everything's all just like uh, intertwined, and I think. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very a uh, very far left left. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are pieces that. Um, you know, people on the right don't necessarily realize that that people on the left are looking at it as well, right? They they want government out of their business and it's like, yeah, we do too, but in order to do that, like in the current state of things, we kind of need a little bit more like the government needs to grow a little bit so we can shrink it, which is kind of weird and it is counterproductive. Almost. Yeah, I
1: don't know how that how that works. Grow a little bit so we right.
0: can shrink it. That's why I think again, and- a huge reform coming through. Like it's it's like I don't want like I don't want to put my trust in the hands of people who've been in Congress for thirty-four years, right? Mm-hmm. I don't because what you've been doing for the last thirty-four years is what you're going to do for the next six. I don't care, um, but I need you to. Uh, I need fresh people in there who are going to make these changes. Who are going to be like, you know what? Yeah, we don't need uh, this government agency doing this bloated thing anymore. Great, that's that's good. I don't. We don't need the government in this like intertwined with these businesses anymore. Great. Um, so I think there's a it's like a weird balancing act, but ultimately, um, yeah, we need like, we need new people up front. We need money going to the right places. We need people taken care of. And that's like the, the, I don't know. I feel like those are like the key things.
1: Go ahead and say whatever you want to say you know, no, uh, and, and pimp out whatever you want to pimp out.
0: <laughs> oh, man, pimp out whatever I want to pimp out. Um, I would say just, uh, just, Google google your local black lives matter movement right just google black lives matter then your city see what pops up and I think because um, I don't I don't think there's there's nothing specific that I want anyone to 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 give to or go to but I just it's important just look up what's happening in your city um be aware of it uh, see what they need sometimes they just need water they need if you have an uh, 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 if you're like an EMT, sometimes they need help with medical and whatnot with heat exhaustion just Sometimes they need money. Just uh, Google Black Lives Matter your city, and uh, see what you can do. Get involved. It, it takes really can take like no effort. You can do it all from home. Sometimes. <laughs>
1: Hey, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Me. I, I really you know, I, I was hoping a few more people were gonna come on. I actually send an invite to several people. I wanted kind of an open discussion where I was yeah. just gonna sit back and kind of just kind of direct it. And unfortunately that 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 didn't happen, but I really appreciate you coming on. Um if anyone, and yeah, I didn't pimp out all the things I normally gonna pimp out. So I'll take two seconds to say, DV Radio. We're on DV Radio every Tuesday night at not Every well, when I have a new episode, because I'm on hiatus. <laughs> I'm on hiatus. So, but when I do have a new episode, it's on DV Radio Tuesday night at seven o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's nineteen hundred for for people that still can't adjust to civilian time. Um and you of course on Mondays the new episodes come out on YouTube and all the podcasts and and now Facebooks I'm mean, uploading them to Facebook as well, uh, but they're they're, they're pretty, almost all the podcast apps, and if you want to know what's going on, I will be posting stuff up on the website toden Maybe I only post podcast related stuff on Media sandwich.com but toden or all the Facebook pages, you know the 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 toden one, Media Sandwich one, or the groups. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching and I hope you enjoyed our discussion and may the algorithms be in your favor.